Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a Shabbat sermon by Rabbi Rebecca Schatz. My parents met when they were 13 years old. They were in musicals together, they were friends, they attended each other's bar and bat mitzvah, but they did not really start dating until they were 18. The families knew one another, and my dad's mom even knew that they would get married one day, but my dad really wouldn't have it. They dated off and on from about 18 to 25, and at 25, my mom finally said, okay, are we getting married, or is this over? My dad didn't have the right answer, so they parted ways. They dated other people, yet they continued working together at the Neuropsychiatric Institute at UCLA, processing and living life side by side, but not as a couple. My dad was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes right before his 30th birthday, and my mom visited him every day, took care of him in the hospital, and stayed by his side. After breaking up with her boyfriend, this was a project for a dear friend who was in a scary situation. Months later, they were working, and my father asked if he could take my mom to lunch to thank her for the friendship during his hospital stay. She was annoyed and retorted with attitude, something her daughter would do, wondering, what for? We're friends, right? That's what we do. So he said, this was special. She was too good to him and deserved to be thanked. She again gave some stubborn attitude, and he pulled a box off the shelf and said, okay, fine. She opened the box, saw a ring, and said, who's that for? (laughs) I'm sure we all know stories or plot lines of movies where two people live in existence of one another, but then all it takes is perspective to make them realize, oh, This is right in front of me and right for me all along. In this week's Parsha, our character Bil'am rides his donkey with the Moabite dignitaries after much confusion whether to appease Balak or not for this journey. Bil'am, while riding his donkey, is frustrated by the path that the donkey takes, swerving Bil'am out of the way once into the fields, then against a wall, and finally he just stops and lays down in her tracks. What Bilam does not know that the reader and donkey are aware of is that the donkey has been seeing God in the form of dangerous roadblocks along the way. Bilam, angry at his ride, beats the donkey, and the donkey speaks back, asking why she is receiving this treatment for providing him the transportation he needed. Only then does God open Bilam's eyes to see God standing with sword in hand in front of him and his donkey. God tells Bilam that the adversaries in the road were in fact God's presence, trying to deter Bilam from going on this journey. Without the donkey swerving, God would have killed Bilam. Vayomer Bilam el malach Adonai, chatati ki lo yadati. Bilam says to the angel of Adonai, I erred because I did not know. For when you, God, were standing in my way, and now if it is evil in your eyes, I will turn back for me. 
Bilam recognizes that he did not know what was going on around him. He was not fully aware of the situation and made mistakes because he did not see all that was in front of him. Is it possible that the donkey was an angel of God or an aspect of Bilam's own conscience that he had to stop along the way to gain perspective? Rashi quotes Midrash Tanchuma saying that Bilam admitting I did not know was a disgrace as he felt close to God and believed he understood God's actions and will. Bilam trusted God to guide him through this already confusing journey from Balak and yet put stumbling blocks in his way. That baffled Bilam and made him reconsider their relationship. Is it possible that Bilam knew all along what to do, but could not see what was right in front of him? This week, our personal TBA community experienced two deaths, both sudden in their own way and many hospitalizations. This week, the country shook as Florida worries and mourns and searches for people who were right there and then suddenly gone as a building collapsed around, on, and under them. And personally this week, I remembered my uncle on his seventh yard site. Many of you have heard me speak about my uncle in Yisker sermons or in talking about cancer or my own prayer practice. However, I rarely sermonize on my uncle himself, more so the lessons that he taught me. My uncle Lee was the best man I have ever known, my best bud, and as his only niece, we had a special relationship. More so than anyone in my family, I believed he would live forever. Even when he was diagnosed, I could not understand how a man who dedicated his life to curing cancer could die from cancer. And so he wouldn't. Lee lived life seeing everything around him, appreciating the smallest of moments, the most intricate of details, and the tiniest of particles of life that can create or destroy Our place with him, my siblings and me, was at a tree in the UCLA garden that was misshapen and had a branch that swung, which we loved. But he noticed that tree as special because he noticed everything. Everyone who knew him felt like the most special person to him, and everyone who loved him felt like he loved them the most. Bilam is only able to recognize the reason for his journey once his eyes are opened by God. It is possible that all along, Bilam was accompanied by God, trying to show him a different path, but needed God to explicitly say, hey, I'm here. See this? Let's reconsider. Bilam's eyes remain open, and he is able to see then this great nation ahead of him and say the famous, Matavu Ohalecha Yaakov Mishkenotecha Israel." His eyes remain open and he notices that that which is in front of him the whole time is special, unique, worth blessing, and worth holding on to. Ramban, Nachmanides, comments that the opening of Bil'am's eyes was not for Bil'am, but for the people. The people benefited from his ability to truly see, similar to in relationships or caring for our world. When our eyes are truly open... It is of a benefit to the thing, to the person, the action taken through that sight. My uncle Lee changed lives because his ability to see with eyes wide open, the raw, the perfect, the necessary. But if you asked him, he would have just said, it's not unique, 
It just is. With each hospital visit and death this week, I notice one thing over and over again. The families begin to remember, begin to recognize things that were there all along, but are clearer and more powerful and more meaningful with eyes wide open. Noticing lessons that were taught to young children by their parents that led to lives more fulfilled. It was taken for granted in the best way, but now the children see the way their parent paved that path for them. They began to memorialize their loved one keeping the soul alive forever in the ways they were seeing their life and relationship changed. Lee's eyes were always wide open, but when he died, the void felt made me realize how much my life was changed with him as an uncle and a real best friend. The Or HaChaim points out that the word Lee in the verse at the end of our sentence shows that Bilam in that moment recognized his own actions and that it would be beneficial for him to make the decision to go home back where he started, to all that was right in front of him the whole time. My dad took down that box and showed my mom the ring, and said, and she said, who is this for? And he said, you. There was no will you marry me or beautiful words spoken in that moment, just acknowledgement that his eyes had been opened to the exact right thing that had been in front of him for 17 years. We need to allow ourselves journeys where we are jolted around to come to understanding, to let the donkey lead the path out of harm's way, even if we cannot see the harm. And we need to allow ourselves the awe, the fear, the excitement when we recognize that that which we need or we've known has been in front of us all along. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.